You're listening to Robert Kelly's You Know What, Dude? on the Glory Hall Radio Network, gloryholeradio.com. I just like we're here. You do it. We're here That's with all. another episode of You Know What, Dude? Podcast with uh, Joe DeRosa is my fucking pal. <laughs> what happened to the test? I thought we were doing a test. We were doing a test, but I just figured I'd push the fucking button because we're on a time limit now, which is a new thing on the show. Because a lot of times, when not a lot of times, a couple times. Let me rephrase, rephrase, rephrase that shit. So we don't get into a fucking argument, because that's where arguments go. Sometimes it's just a, a phrase, or a, someone yep. says something in the wrong way, or a tone that's misunderstood, and me and you are in a cab fucking scaring Morgan Murphy to death. Right. So I rephrased that a couple times. We have, uh, you've had to leave the podcast, because it goes on a little too long, or some shit has happened, and... and uh, and it fucks up the podcast. It only fucks. It's unfair to you as a person who needs to has other responsibilities. It's unfair to the listeners because they have to hear the uncomfortable. I got to go. And then I push the wrong button and things get fucked up because I panic. And that we're going to end all that with a new time limit, Joe. Well, no, this is a way to get the listeners on my side. I'm sure everybody's thrilled about this. First of all, the li- see, you took it the wrong way. Huh? The listeners are on your side, Joe, and so am I. Yeah? Yeah. You- I'm just saying we have now we have an alarm that's going to go off. Not that it's we have to stick to it. At an hour, the alarm's going to go off, and we're going to wrap up. All right. little different on the air than the way you phrased it off the air, which is how I know you're doing something right now. But... In the sport of radio, Bob, I'm going to let it go. Well, the sport of podcast, it's not good. I think radio, you need a paycheck. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. An antenna. Yeah. We have uh, neither. We have a kitchen table with an ashtray. Yeah, and your cigarettes. Yeah, you know, this is the thing, dude. We were talking about this a little off the air. Uh, <laughs> what do you even call it when you're off? What do you call it? What? Can't call it off the air. What is it? It's off the... It's not on? Off tape, well, as no, you call it's it. It's not tape. It's digital. It's digital. No, so it's, it's... Off record. No, it's called not on. Button... Button? <laughs> I can't even speak. Let's coin a phrase right now before we have the cigarette discussion. Okay. Go ahead. It should be called off digi. As long as I can coin a phrase. Uh, fucking... <laughs> Punching you the fuck out <laughs> when you nope. come up with fucking dumb phrases. Off Digi? I will not say that. First of all, it sounds too Australian, which yeah. is the fucking worst accent ever. My baby. My baby. <laughs> like Charlie. This. My baby. Fuck <laughs> off. Off Digi is not the fucking phrase we're using. Off Digi. No, not Off Digi. I'm going to start my own podcast called Off Digi. That'd be about time. It'd be about time. Just to be a dickhead. Listen, if you start your own podcast, I would be behind that 100%. Okay. If I do, I'm going to call it Off Digi. Go ahead. Call it Off Digi. I'd love to hear Off Digi. Ugh. You know what I'm going to call my podcast? 
What? We don't know, dude. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. On my on my own coattails, <laughs> finally. <laughs> uh, um, all right. You're a fucking. You're becoming the cigarette thing, dude. I love you, man, and I don't care about. I really don't give a shit. But you're becoming that cigarette guy that never has his own pack, always bums a cigarette. Dude, can I get a cigarette? Which I don't mind, but it's going on weeks now. And then this is your fucking. This is your. Your your solution to the problem is then you'll buy me a pack. You'll be like, dude, I got you this pack of cigarettes for all the cigarettes I was smoking on you. So here's a pack. Like you should be fucking patted on the back. Like, oh, thanks, man. Why do I have to? Why does it end up me thanking you? You don't have to thank me. Well, no, because if I just took the cigarettes, if I just took them, we've had this. If I just take them, and you're like, dude, you're not going to thank? Really, you're just going to take them? Bullshit. Bullshit! You go, you go. I can lie if I want to. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you you go. You'll say, "Don't buy me a pack," and then I'll go, "Bob, shut up. Let me buy the pack because I know I smoke your cigarettes." And then I, that's it. Here's another. That's the end of it. Here's another solution. Yeah. You buy a pack of cigarettes. I always have cigarettes when we're out. There's something that happens. I don't understand what it is. For some reason, every time I come here, I just ran out. You walk by 95 bodegas on the way here. Okay, we're in Hell's Kitchen. There's fu- literally five, five fucking bodegas on the way. I mean, if you want to turn this into a tit for tat thing, well, I'm just saying. <laughs> when I run out of cigarettes, you know what I do? Send your wife to buy them. No, I don't. I go and buy my cigarettes, and I buy my wife's cigarettes too. I buy my own cigarettes. I run out, I buy a pack of cigarettes. That's just the way it is. I always have cigarettes on me because I smoke. Yeah. And therefore, when I run out, I want a pack of cigarettes. Yeah. I don't wait until I meet somebody with a pack. You know, I don't do that. Well, I don't do that. I rush over to do the podcast. See, you're making it about you again. It's I'm like not you're doing, making it I about rushed. me. Why'd you, why'd you say rush? You didn't rush. I did. You came. I did. You came over. Unshowered. Unshowered. You didn't take a shower? No. Is that big for you? I'm filthy from the fucking gym today. I was a goddamn. I look like I went swimming in my clothes. Really? Yeah. You got to be careful. You, you, you. I'll tell you right now. First of all, you you going to the gym? I, I don't know. It shouldn't bother me. I should be. I'm, I am happy for you, and I am proud of you, and I'm I'm happy that you, you you're you're taking care of yourself, and you're going to the gym, and you're trying to eat right. And please don't fucking shake out your shoulders that you just did. You just shook out your shoulder. I, I didn't shake out my shoulder. I went like that. All right. <laughs> to move the mic. But if there's something about it that just bugs me. And it's not you. It's me. Yeah. It's because I'm not going to the gym. I'm not taking care of myself. Wait a minute. You haven't been working out? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let them all have a good laugh with me. Uh, well, here's the thing, Joe, is that it fucking bugs me. That you are on some type of fucking positive tear that you're going to the gym. You started it. I did. Yeah, you motivated me. Well, you couldn't have fucking motivated me? I, uh, please. Please what? Please. Please what? I always, I always motivate you. What? Always. What the fuck are you talking, what do you mean you motivate me? I always, dude, you look good, man. You're doing the right thing. That's great, dude. You all right? I always say shit like that. Not now. Not right this minute. Well, not in the last fucking two months. Oh. 
Well, you haven't been doing anything. <laughs> you know what, dude? I, I, you know what, dude? I really do say that. Um, hence the podcast. I uh, it, it bugs me. It bugs me. I think we need to work on a couple things. I think one thing that you need to do is start having your own cigarettes when you come to this fucking podcast. Absolutely. I think you need to start. And don't buy me a pack of cigarettes. Just have your own. Okay. Okay? Yeah. Just have them. I'm going to do it from now on. Okay. There is a little part of me that if I'm running a little late or something, I go, oh, I don't, I don't have time to stop. Bobby will have cigarettes. I admit that. That's not a problem once in a while. Yeah. But it's $14 a pack in New York City. Okay. And the way we smoke on this podcast is, you know, it's like we're two Russians playing fucking Texas Hold'em in a fucking basement. Right. It's, it's not good. Okay. Yeah. And we smoke and smoke and smoke. And by the time, I'm going to have to go buy another pack now. I'm not going to smoke anymore. I, see, I don't want that either. I, for, we're already, you already had one. So just, just for now, you can have cigarettes. But the next time, you just have your own pack. Okay? Yes. I will have my own pack next time. But okay. this is why I always say, I'm not making put it your, about me. Put your eyebrow down. <laughs> then put your eyebrow down. Because when you're making it about you, your eyebrow, that eyebrow goes up. This is why I always say to you at dawn, I can't help it. I don't know why. <laughs> it's because you're, you're talking, it's fucking alive. That's your tell. No, this is why I always say to you and dawn, guys, please come over for dinner. Please let me. I feel bad that you guys are so accommodating all the time. I want to repay. It's hard to get you guys over because of your schedules and stuff. Right. And That's all. And no, mine, too. But, you know. Yeah. It's not. No, that is nothing. We love having you over. My, you know, I love having guests. My wife loves cooking. It's fine. It's. We're talking about specifics here. Right. Cigarettes. I just don't want you to become that guy. You know what I mean? That guy that doesn't fuck, never has his own butts. And is always like, you know, Harris used to be that guy. He is. He still is. I am. You get a cigarette? Fuck you. Go buy your own fucking... It's, it's on the verge of being homeless. <laughs> it really is. It's just... It's, you have homeless tendencies, Joe. You know what's so funny is I am... When I have a pack... I am so generous, and I give them to everybody that asks me for one. And th in the back of my head, I go, I'm paying it for Bobby gives me cigarettes. I need to be nice and give these to people. <laughs> Fuck those people. <laughs> Fuck those people. Be generous to Bobby by being generous to yourself. That's the fucking, that's, that's the motto that's here. That's today's lesson. That's today's lesson. And, and, and the other thing, working out, I'm, I'm happy, dude. It's, it's actually... Aggravating me to the point where I'm going to start actually eating right and working out. I'm almost there. I'm almost back. You know, I was actually keeping, and this is how sick it is. You know that secret, secret, double secret uh, project we're working on? Yes. That we can't talk about for some reason? Yes. That we mention on every podcast? Yes. And not one person has emailed me or t tweeted me, hey, what's the secret project? <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Yeah. Uh, I, in the first episode... Oh, the first thing. <laughs> well, we can do it. Right, yeah. I, I, I have to be fat. I had to be fat. Right. I ha you know, now things are a little changed up and whatever. We're switching. Some, I can actually, in my head, I was actually staying fat. That was my excuse. Like, I need to be fat for this because if this thing goes, you know, whatever, if it happens, I need to be. It wouldn't make sense if I got into shape. It right. just wouldn't even make sense. Right. So I had to, like, keep this on until we got, you know, till things came to fruition. Right. But now things have changed a little bit, so now I can actually, 
there's no excuse. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. Now, dude, look, I do shit like that all the time where, uh, you know, I'll say, I'll say, you know, I shouldn't be, uh, I shouldn't be out uh, doing this. What the fuck? I lost my keys. I'll, I'll say, I say, I'll say I shouldn't be out doing this or doing that. You know, it's. I don't need to be out drinking tonight or whatever, and then I'll justify it somehow in my head. You know, I'll go, well, I did <clears throat> I did radio today, and I did a red eye, and then I did spots, and I, I've earned this. I deserve it. You know, right. like, you know, you, you find these excuses to be self-destructive, whether it's rewarding yourself or saying, I need to do it for this job or or beating yourself up, whatever the fuck it is. It's, you know, I know I know that feeling, dude. You find any excuse to go completely to the fucking wall. <laughs> well, I actually just, I talk about this a lot in therapy, is the the reward system that I've created for myself, whether good or bad. If I feel like shit, I can go and do some deviant shit, some porn, or jerk off, or fucking hunt down, you know. I mean, look, I don't, I don't fucking go to hookers. But even hunting them down on the internet to see what the fuck is out there, sometimes I'll do that shit. I'll look at, like, sites. And, oh, my God. You know, and, and then it's like I don't do it, but just that fucking creepy hunt or, you know, finding the perfect porn or eating some savage shit and fucking being a fat fuck. I'll do that when I feel like shit, but I'll also when I've done, had a big long day and I've I've done my job and I woke up and I had the conference call and then I wrote for a, a five hours and then I had a set and I worked on that and when I'm done I'm, I immediately want to reward myself with something terrible and I've just did what I what everybody else does in the world live my life right and just did what you're supposed to do somehow. I'm supposed to be rewarded with something terrible. Right. Right. Instead of just doing what you're supposed to do, waking up, doing your job, and fucking being a, you know, a cool person and you know, taking care of your responsibilities, and that's it. Mm. But it, all, it leaves a pit in my stomach. I, I have a pit. I could actually feel it of this fucked upness right in my gut that I want to do something. I want to eat something or fucking do something bad and look at something terrible and... Those things, when I do it, it makes me feel good. And I've been trying for the last couple of weeks to sit in it, sit in that terrible feeling. And, and kind of, I feel bad right now. I have a physical pain in my stomach that I can feel and I know it will go away if I just jerk off to something bad or fucking, you know, buy something. You know, buy, go out and buy a new pair of sneakers or a new electronic or something. If I go and hunt something down and get it, I'll feel good. You know, even the hunt will make me feel good. And I'm trying not to do the hunt, not even to think, just sit there and feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hard as fuck. Yeah, it's brutal, dude. It's brutal. You do it with food. I do it with with booze. (laughs) I do it with everything. I do it with booze if I... I just did it with booze fucking, you know, a million years ago. I did it with drugs. I did it with sex. I, I do it with everything. And you do, too. You do it with it. We both do the same shit. It's, uh, what, what's, what's really uh, interesting to me is, is, like, you get to that place of justifying your lifestyle so much that you bullshit yourself, and you don't even know how much you're actually doing it. It's like... You know, I've only been going to the gym for a couple of weeks, but it's like this guy put me on a very light diet. Now, in the six months leading up to the gym, right. I would talk to people and go, 
problem isn't that isn't the way I eat. It's not the way I eat. It's this and this and this. I don't really eat sweets. I don't really eat this. I don't really eat that. I would say that. And then since I've been on this diet, which is basically just it's so easy. It's just like if you're going to do carbs, do them in the morning. Don't do white flour. Don't do sugar. Don't eat fried shit. Don't eat fucking candy and soda. You know, it's, yeah. it's basic shit. Yeah. And um, I caught myself now. Like when I'll be at a club, I'll get this urge to like, well, let me have a cheesecake while I'm sitting here waiting to do my second spot. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man, I do that so much. I never, until I said to myself, I can't do it, I didn't realize how much I was fucking doing that. I I would tell myself, I don't eat a lot of carbs, and I was eating a fucking hoagie every (laughs) night before bed. Yeah. You know, not to mention whatever the fuck I ate for lunch and dinner and breakfast or whatever. Yeah, you, you, know? fuck, you manipulate yourself. You lie to yourself. You, you don't even realize you're fucking doing it. And losing weight, you don't even have to work out to lose weight. I mean, it's scientific, scientific fact that you can lose all the weight without fucking going to the gym once. It's what you put in your fucking body. And you can have whatever you want. It's just the amount that you fucking put in your body. That's Weight Watchers. I was talking to Lenny Clark about that. He lost 100 pounds. Weight Watchers. Took years. It takes years. Took him five years to do it. But it's what you put in your body. The amount of food that you put in your body and what the fuck it is. It's, it's math. That's what losing weight is. It's fucking math. My buddy Jeremy dropped all this weight. The, uh, he's the kid that books that show Whiplash down at UCB. He's a good uh, guy. Yeah, he is he a good guy. He had me on one time. Never asked back, but thanks, Jeremy. They'll ask you back. When? When? They had Colin they, back already. They only... You do it like once every few months, man. It's it's not like... Colin was back already. We were on the same show. Colin is... Famous. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. You know, yeah. All right. I didn't know you were going to go right there so quickly, but go ahead. <laughs> but he... That kid, which if you're ever in town, check out that show, Whiplash. It's a great show. Come but, on. Uh, well, don't but, let me plug it. Well, next time I'm on, we'll start right. plugging. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> but that kid dropped serious weight. And I was like, dude, are you, what are you doing? Are you lifting or something? And he's like, no, dude, I just stopped eating bad. That's all I did. I just stopped dude. eating bad and I stopped drinking. Uh, or not totally drinking, but I think he just stopped a, a, most of drinking. Yeah. And I was like, Gee. I literally was looking at his arms. I go, dude, you look like you're lifting weights. Your arms have like shape and shit. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm not doing any fucking exercise. I mean, it's good that you're actually exercising because you need to, you've never had muscle. Like, if I dropped all my weight, I have muscle underneath it. I, I've always been in shape underneath my fat. I, got, I was, you know, ripped. I've always been athletic my childhood and, you know, growing up. And I've always, I have the muscle underneath the fat. So when I lose weight, I'm pretty shredded. I don't have to work out that much. But you, no, and I'm not saying this no, no, to no. be a dick either. No, I'm not. I know. You need to actually build the muscle up underneath your fat. Yeah. So when you do lose the fat, because you don't have a lot to lose, you don't have a ton of weight to lose. No, it's just gut here. Yeah, you have the gut, but you have to have the muscles on the arm. And once you get that muscle, you'll have that forever because it's muscle memory. I mean, you can get that shit back uh, in fucking months. Dude, it's. I'll say this, man. And look, I'm not getting ahead of myself here. Please I'm, say this. I'm gonna. Uh, Please no, say no, no, this. No, 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 no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my best to keep this up. But like, I. I cannot believe the emotional turnaround it gives you. Like, dude, I woke up today, <laughs> literally in a panic, dude. I woke up today in a fucking panic. Why? Because I did red eye last night. 
I said something that was apparently provocative in one of the stories. What did you say? We were talking about this guy, Adam Allen West, excuse me, the Republican guy that sent this really catty email to a Democratic House rep or something. I don't want to get into the whole story, but we read the email on the air and talked about it. And I said in the email, he said to this woman, you're disgusting and you're you don't know how to act like a lady. And then I said, yeah, you know who doesn't know how to act like a lady? You, because you're being a bitch. Right. Right. And I got all these fucking. Now, I got a lot of great followers after the show last night on Twitter, but I got all these hate tweets this morning. So I wake up. I'm already in my head like, did I go too far? Was that too much to say? Whatever. Then I read the tweets. Then the stomach ache starts. Then the fucking worry. You know this shit. The worry starts kicking in. Did Oh, my God. What did I do? Am I never going to be on the show again? I start going through all that shit. And it's just self-destructive, catastrophe. Everything's... The world is fucking burning down. And I have a 10 a.m. Appointment at the gym, and I'm like, I'm ready. I was ready to call out of it. I was like, I can't go. I'm too stressed out. I gotta, I gotta lay in here with the shades drawn all day, right? And sleep and just cut up. And I was like, dude, you know, test yourself. Do it. Do it. Go. Just go and fucking do it, and force yourself to do it for once. Live in the pain. Yeah. Live in the fucking pain. Yeah. And I went, and you know, I started on the elliptical, and I was like, all right. And then the guy brought me up. We're doing the machines. And I'm like, all right, man, I'm feeling better. And now I'm fucking sweating. And he always closes it out with abs, which is the worst thing that you could ever make a person do. Right. Ab exercises. Well, especially somebody with no abs. Yeah, yeah. It hurts. <laughs> yeah. And we, I was, I, Have whole, you gotten the cramp yet when you do the abs? I haven't gotten like a cramp, but it's like I get a pain while I'm doing it where it, I'm like, oh, uh, it hurts. I've, I've been at the gym doing abs and my whole abs cramp up and... You literally, I had to roll over and just stretch my abs out, like, and just go, ah, ah, in the gym. People actually, like hot chicks looking over at me on a fucking fatso on a mat, just going, ah, yeah. ah, and I'm, I want to just go, help me, and just wait until the cramp goes away. Oh. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. So, by the time we got done with the abs, right? Yeah. I'm fucking soaked to the gills and sweat. Yeah. I'm proud of myself that I did it. I right. feel good. I didn't cut any corners. And then I look over. I hear DeRosa. I look over. It's fucking Gutfeld is at the gym. Right. From Red Eye. I go over. He's like, what's up, man? We're talking. We're laughing. I'm yeah. like, everything's fine. What the fuck is wrong? Oh, my God, man. Well, like, so in my head. It's just business, man. It's, it's look, I, I mean, I understand what exactly what you're saying. Is that this? It's this business, though. You one one wrong thing. One you say you fuck up. I mean, look what happened to Tracy Morgan. Look what happened to Joe Coy. I mean, Joe Coy was on fucking Chelsea Handler's sitcom. That's going to be a fucking hit. And the head of NBC called. I want him gone because he said something stupid and fa- you know called somebody a faggot, but jokingly. And it's just it, you know you never know what the fuck is going to happen. But you, that's why as a comic. When you make those choices, you have to fucking stick to it. You have to fucking just accept whatever you say and fucking deal with those consequences. You so, can't. That, that's why when you say something, you have to believe in it. You can't just say yeah. something to be funny. And you got you to gotta own it and put it all out on the table all the way up the ladder. Yeah. And 
not that Tracy Morgan didn't do that. Tracy Morgan did, but what, what he said was so extreme. That was extreme for anybody. You know what right. I mean? So, so he got in some shit, but he still has his job, and it went away. Right. You know what I mean? It's like he didn't get fired, but it's like you look at a guy like Louie. Yeah. Louie's successful as ever. Great TV show. He's out there doing it. Right. He had a whole routine about the word faggot. Yeah. He had a routine about the fucking N-word. Yeah. Which he would get mad that I just said the N-word, according to his routine. Yes. You know, but like, the point is, is like, he fucking, but he's that guy. Right. He's always been that guy. It's always been raw and honest, whatever. Joe, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to him, but like, Joe wasn't that guy. Joe was friendly, smiley, guy next door kind of thing. And then he says something like that, and it's like, who the fuck are you? Whoa. You know? And there's nowhere for him to go with it. It's like, that's it. Well, I mean, it, it back to just just not to sidetrack because we got sidetracked, but back to you waking up this morning. That is the essence of life, I believe. Is you, it can't be fun all the time. It can't be good all the time. I started looking into religions. You know how they sacrifice in these crazy religions that flog themselves, or you know even the Jewish really the ascetics that shut the light off and. You know, and they, they the the holidays where they can't use anything electronic, or Amish people that don't use anything uh, electronic and right. have wooden fucking buttons or whatever the fuck they have. You know, <laughs> right. and I look at that shit, and I'm like, they sacrifice, they sacrifice to an extreme. You know, but then you look at I said, you know, like fighters and MMA guys, and they sacrifice, they make sacrifice, they hurt themselves emotionally and physically to. To uh, for a, a goal, and I don't sacrifice shit. I've been living my life. It's got to be fun. I've been trying to make it a party from the second I wake up to the second I go to bed. That it's fun and I'm happy and every and it does, and life isn't that. Life sucks. Life gets fucked up, and it's even more fucked up when you're not doing what you want to do or you're not being who you really want to be. And the way to get to be in shape and I know this because I've I've been fucking fat six times before this right. and thin a bunch of times as I know that it's sacrifice it's it's sacrificing and feeling that shit feeling and getting up and going to the fuck to the gym and sometimes you feel great after and sometimes you feel like shit again and you come home and you want something more you want to chase that excitement and you can't you got to sit in the shit and feel bad right. and be okay with feeling shitty. That's fucking life. That's life is okay. Yeah. I feel like shit. I don't feel good. Right. And I mean, that's, if you look at like AA or NA or any of those, it's literally just one guy talking to another guy. And I, 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 I'm sorry. I think that's the first literally on this show so far because I've been listening to the shows. We say literally a million fuck. It should be called literally. That's literally, the dude. Literally, dude. <laughs> but funny. Um, it's it's you know it's one guy saying it to another guy. I feel like shit, and the other guy going, "I feel like shit too," but it's all right. We we're, we're okay, and then you feel better. After a little bit, you feel better. That's yep. the whole concept behind it. Yeah, and I'm, yep. that's great that you go into the fucking gym. You did that today because that's the essence of fucking working out or losing weight is sacrificing and and not rewarding yourself every time you feel like shit it's okay to feel like shit yeah dude and i was kind of upset last night and i went down after the show and i did my spot and i was i was all wound up man and i was like i was shaking i was like jesus christ 
And I had a drink to like, I'm like, let me just have a drink. Just calm the fuck down, man. I got to fucking calm down. And then, um, and then I went up and met Bill Schultz, had another drink, two, three, four drinks. And then it's like 2 a.m. And I'm like, I got to go, dude. I got to go to the gym tomorrow. I got to do this. Right. And then everybody's like, come on, just fuck it. You know, and I'm like, uh, and I was right there. I was like, yeah, maybe I'll just fuck it. I don't have to go to the, and I was like, no, fuck it. I'm going to go. So then I had that pain this morning too of like, why did I do that last night? Now this is going to be doubly hard. But I went and I did it and I balanced it out and I was like, you know what? There you go. You, 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 it was a, it was a fucking, it was a tit for tat once again. You know what I learned? And then that's it. That's the, anytime I've ever evolved in my life. And I've done it a bunch of times, you know, when I quit drinking, when I started comedy, when I decided to try to be a better comic, when I got married. and uh, Nobody gives a fuck about you except yourself. Seriously. I know, look, I know you care about me. I know I have friends. I know we all, I care about you. I, I don't want to see you hurt. But in reality, you can become a fat mess or stay a piece of shit or an alcohol. And I'm, I'm going to try to help if you ask for help and I'm going to be... But the the only person that gives a fuck about you truly is yourself. Right. That's the only person that can help you is yourself. Because every if you listen to your friends, if I listen to my friends, I wouldn't be married right now. Right. These are people that care about me. I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. And it's it's me. It's all fucking me. Because people like look people love love when you're miserable. There's nothing worse than somebody showing up after a couple of years of seeing them or a months and they're in shape and they got a deal and they're on TV and things are going great and they're like hey, and you're like hey what's up? Dude, you look great. You wow and you, fu- you get a girl on your arm and everything's there's nothing worse than that. Right. There's nothing better than when you show up and you're just a fat mess and you got nothing and I ha- you know I got a chick and I'm happy and it's just human nature to be like, ugh, because it makes you look at yourself. It makes you go, what the fuck am I doing? And some people take that and fucking are bitter. Some people take that and it, get, it motivates them. So I'm saying to you, Joe, you're motivating me <laughs> to go back to the gym. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to get in shape. No more fucking lunches with me and you at the Amish where we get fucking 10 pounds of meat and bread and fucking chips and all. I'm gonna we're gonna eat healthy. I'm gonna eat healthy. I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. No more carbs late at night. French fries. No, I'm gonna start going to the gym again too. Right. I'm gonna start moving. All I'm right. I'm gonna start going to the gym and eating healthy. I'd love for you to do it. All right. What are we gonna do in Montreal next week though? Uh, what are we? Gonna, are we gonna go to the gym? You mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do the the hotel gym. We go to the gym every We're morning. Do cardigan. We go to the gym every morning. I mean, morning, but you know, <laughs> maybe one ish. All right, I'll fucking see. Yeah, I, I actually have a couple cocktails at those parties. I don't want to get up at nine a.m. and go to the fucking gym. But yeah, yeah I'm gonna go. All right, all right. I'm gonna do the cardio and. Uh, well, I, I thought, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what the fuck. I'm just saying not in the morning. It's my point is proven. Nobody cares about you but yourself. I want to go. I just don't want to go in the morning. Okay. That's all. all. Um, Yeah. Good. So, yeah, we're going to Montreal next week. Yeah. I don't know when this podcast is. This podcast might go on the week after or during the week because we're going to do a lot of podcasts up there. Yes. So we're going to try to get some live, you know, not live, but we're going to try to do some uh, podcasts in, in the, the lounge. I hope we can do that, man. I really hope we can do that. Why couldn't we? 
I don't know. It's one of the. That's why I think shit. Can we? Because it's one of those things. that's so stupid and obvious to me. Like, of course we could yeah, do that. Just fucking set that up. I'm waiting for somebody to come over and go, uh, guys. There's a restriction with the fuck festival them. that only so and so can oh, do a fuck podcast them. Dude, here. Fuck them. You know what, dude? The, the, it's not like we're setting up a studio. It's a Zoom recorder with a couple, as you say, sure. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Yes. The what is it? The the workhorse of the microphone in the music industry. <laughs> um, sure, fifty-seven too. Sure, fifty-seven. Not as good as Sure, fifty-eight. And there's the SM and the PG. Well, the Sure, fifty-seven. It's a different type of microphone, Bob. What is it? Uh, the Sure, fifty-seven is a unidirectional microphone with a flat head. Right. That's meant. It's used more for like when you got to mic drums and shit like that. Right. But you can use them for vocals and stuff because they give you a different. They give you a different sound. Right. And I wonder if I took the Shure 57 or the Shure 58 and I smashed you over the fucking head with it, if that would be a different sound. Probably. Okay. They're shaped different. <laughs> I, uh, I, I brought up, you know, we always talk about shit movies and you, you watched Almighty Thor. Yeah, yeah. And brilliant. And a, a lot of people have twitted me and e- you know emailed me about how fucking beautifully awful <laughs> it is. It's on Netflix. If you haven't watched Almighty Thor, it's, it's it's amazingly fucking just awful. Yeah. It's it's an epic awful film. I found another one. And this is I've been doing this now on Netflix. I see these movies and I just watch them. Yeah. They're, it's, they're not free, but it's like free. Yeah. And it's The Godson with Dom DeLuise. And it's brutal, dude. It, the Godson, the it's opening brutal. of The Godson <laughs> is the most convoluted. I've, I didn't know what the fuck was ha- I'm watching no it like. No idea. Yeah. When Kevin McDonald's wearing that like Rastafarian wig. Yeah. The guy from uh, the, the Kids in the Hall yeah. is The Godson. And I'm sitting there. Not even that. The, the, the guy's getting shot. He's banging abroad. Then he gets shot. No, he gets stabbed in the back. But that doesn't kill him. He gets up and he gets laid into with fucking machine guns. That doesn't kill him. Then he jumps out a window. That doesn't kill him. He gets run over. Not hit and thrown over the roof. Run over. The dunk dunk. Yeah. On, by the car. And that doesn't kill him. He slips because his shoelace wasn't tied. And they do a flashback to the girl he was banging going, tie your shoelaces. And then that, you, you hear that again, tie your shoelaces, Tommy, or whatever the fuck his name is. He trips and hits his head on a, a fire hydrant. Dude, it, it was... I, yeah, I, when, that, when I was watching that sequence... I literally was sitting there going... Like, by the end of it, I was like, oh, I get it. He can't die. Is that what they're doing here? I didn't understand it. Like, the way you just explained it, you're like, it makes sense when you explain it. But when you watch it, if you don't know what it is, you're literally sitting there going, I don't understand what's going on. Why did they just shoot him and he's fine? Is he a superhero? What the fuck is going on here? Doesn't It makes no sense. It's, it's so bad. It's the worst. It's one of the worst movies of all time. Now, I watched it for the same reason you probably did. The cover of The Goddamn Godson is Dom DeLuise and Rodney Dangerfield. It's got to be good. Yeah, I was like, this this has got to have something. It's two comic geniuses uh, in a mob comedy movie. Then I turn it on. I see Kevin McDonald, 
who's one of my favorite guys from Kids in the Hall. He's fucking hilarious. And Kids in the Hall, not in a snotty way, very smart humor. Yeah. You know? Fucking really sharp shit. I'm like, this is going to be a good movie. This is going to be the best. And then it's it was... I, oh, my God. It is fucking atrocious. <laughs> it's fucking bad. I didn't even get to where Dangerfield comes in. It's amazingly bad. If you get to where... I didn't either. If you get to where Dangerfield <laughs> comes in, you're a fucking superhuman. You're amazing. Please, watch this fucking movie. It's fucking terrible. It's awful. What was the... Uh and the oh. and Deloise is just doing his Brando impression in it, which is right? great. He does a great Brando, but it's fu- it's like fucking. It. It's at the end of his career when he was he, you know he didn't have that much energy. Uh, it it's fucking real. Lou Ferrigno is yeah. In it. Oh boy, uh, he, uh, and he already did the he already did the Brando Godfather thing in Robin Hood Men in Tights, so they already burned. It's like you can't do an impression in two different movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently you can. <laughs> I just want to know how much they got paid. I, I, I want to know what brought these people into this movie. What, you know, people come to you and say, we got this script. We want you to. How the fuck did you say yes? What the <laughs> fuck did somebody do? And when you're on something like that, making it, are you realizing that this just stinks? Or is the crew and people and everything like that's good? Look at that's great. This is. I mean, who the fuck? How the Jesus fuck did they get into it? It was. It's so bad, dude. I. You know, there's a good chance they don't, because so much shit can happen after you rap, where they start changing shit and writing new stuff and adding stuff. There's a chance. It's yeah. a slim chance, but there's a slim chance that there was some, some. Fucking sliver of hope that like this. All right, this might be kind of funny. We'll make it funny, and then maybe they went and douched it. I literally was watching Kevin McDonald in it. Like, did he do this as a joke? Like, did he do this just to be like to his buddies? Like, oh, you got to see this fucking movie I'm doing. It's hilarious. Like, like you know, as a wink to his pals, or was he hard up for a job, or was he like I would be? Dom DeLuise in Dangerfield. I'm in. I don't give a shit. I just want to work with those guys. Because you'd do that. You could, if somebody came to you and said, uh, we're shooting this movie, dude, Burt Reynolds and Robert De Niro are in it, you'd be like, yeah. Yeah, I want to do it. Yeah, but you'd... Even if it stinks, I want to do it. I just want to work with those guys. I guess, man. I, I mean, I look, when it comes to action, drama, thriller, maybe, but comedy, dude, you have to be real careful. Because a bad comedy, is there's nothing worse than a fucking bad comedy, and this is is really bad. It's, it's it's one of the worst movies ever. If you make it to Dangerfield, God bless you. I started fast forwarding to try to get to him, and I still couldn't get to <laughs> That's it. That's why I love Netflix. You can zip through it. I couldn't do it either. I did it with Almighty Thor. I fast forwarded through a bunch of shit. I couldn't. I had to shut it off. I had to hit stop. Yeah, because I was I was getting mad. I was getting sad. Yeah, I just watched. To switch it up, the the movie called The End with Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise is that classic. If if Dom DeLuise is one of the funniest fucking comic performers of 
our lifetime. Yeah. Him in that movie, when he comes in, and he's in, after Burt Reynolds commits suicide, and he wakes up, and Dom DeLuise is in a suit, tie, jacket, with no pants on, t- and tidy whities sitting next to the bed, talking to him. <laughs> and then he goes, are you a doctor? No, I'm not a doctor. It's one of the most epic. It's up there with Zero Mostel and the producers, with Gene Wilder. And they do the classic reveal. He looks like he's in a suit. Yeah. Because the top half. Are you a doctor? No. And then they do the reveal of these tidy white. I, lo- I always love the reveal where the guy's not wearing pants. That'll make me laugh every <laughs> fucking time. <laughs> yeah. He is fucking brilliant. Brilliant in it. Yeah, literally. One, two, second two, literally. Two literally. I'm not exaggerating. I took... It's a quick story just to justify my point. I took um, a theater class once where this guy, or it was an acting class, and this guy, all he did was showed us movie scenes and told us why <laughs> what they were doing was brilliant. It was one of the best classes I ever took. Right. And he showed us the scene from The Deer Hunter where they're playing Russian roulette where yeah. the Viet Cong are making them do it. And he goes, he pauses it. He goes, watch Robert De Niro right here. He goes from crying to laughing to screaming in three seconds flat. And he's really crying. Tears come out of his eyes. And he showed it. And we kept rewinding it. And we, that was the moment where I was like, I always knew he was good. But God damn, this fucking guy is sick. Like, yeah. this is a retardedly good actor. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dom DeLuise is that level of acting in that scene. He's going from rage to crying, and he's got real tears coming out of his eyes. And it's the funniest fucking thing. He's the best comic crier in the business. Oh Fatso, he cries. Yeah. He cries in this one. He is fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Cry- Dom DeLuise crying, and he's got... And, and, and he's like, you know what he reminds me of? Like an old Yenta Long Island mom. Yeah. 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 He has that accent, that Italian accent from fucking, yeah. you know. He is fucking brilliant in it. She's got everything a guy wants. <laughs> but I was scared. I got a large pizza. He's fucking describing the pizza to those fat fucks <laughs> from, uh, what the fuck's it called? Waste Watchers? Yeah, no, or Chubby Checkers. Chubby Checkers. <laughs> What the pizza have on it? Oh, that's so fucking funny. He was fucking with him in the end when he was about the Polish. <laughs> how do you tell? How do you? How do you get a, a Polish man's identification <laughs> by the shit in his wallet? Oh, he just starts crying, dude. He's fucking brilliant. He's fucking brilliant. And if you haven't seen the movie The End with Burt Reynolds, it's a, it's a real slow movie. Sally Fields in it, and you see actually how fucking hot she is in the She's movie. She's so hot. In that movie, they do a pan down of her body. Um, and back then, for some reason, in those movies, the wife, uh, the ex-wife, is always ugly. You, I, yeah. I think back then... In movies, like in movies now, they have the ex-wife and she's kind of hot or cute, or you could see why. I'll almost be like, why would he cheat on her? She's so nice and you know pretty. But back then, they used to make sure that when you know, like, why would Bert cheat? I know why. Look at that fucking guy, dude. Yeah, when the ex-wife comes in in the in the end, I was like confused for a second. I was like, wait, that's his wife? Yeah, that was it. She came in at the beginning, though. Or at the beginning? Yeah. No, in the movie, the end. I mean, yeah, in the okay. the. Uh, uh, d- by the way, two of those scenes we just did were from Fatso. <laughs> Which one? Oh, yeah. No, I'm telling the listeners. Yeah. The, the pizza scene isn't fatso. That's not in the end. It's in fatso, yeah. Um, but yeah, the uh, wife is fucking atrocious in that movie. I'll tell you what, too. Burt Reynolds directed it, the end, very well directed. 
great, great camera work. He really shoots the scenes without a lot of cuts. Yeah. So the actors can be in the moment and really, and he captures all the, the of their physicality and the humor. That whole scene in the beginning is great, dude. Where you just hear the doctor telling him he's going to die, and he's in the fish tank. Yeah. Pushing his head. And let me tell you, Burt Reynolds is funny in this too. Yeah, he's great. He's real. His laugh is the best laugh in the business. Oh. His fucking. <laughs> well, I don't know how to do it. Yeah, he stopped doing it. The best laugh. It sucks when the cool is the enemy of funny. He got too cool. He's cool. Imagine Burt Reynolds being funny now. If he could go back to being funny, Burt Reynolds. Be fucking awesome. Oh. That divorce changed him, man. When he divorced Lonnie Anderson, that was the end, man. Wow. Like, yeah. He did an episode of Larry Sanders where he plays himself. Yeah. Where he lives next door to Larry. Yeah. And Larry's like, hey, Bern, how you doing, man? And he's like, hey, you know, just kind of going through it. Right? Divorce thing. And he fucking, he played like, this is how depressed I am. And I was like, I admired that, that he did that. And he's funny in the episode, but it's funny because of him kind of being down, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, it just sucks. If he could just do it, if someone could just cast him being funny again. Just being, it sucks that Dom DeLuise is dead. You know, Richard Pryor and, and fucking and, uh, Gene Wilder at the end, you know, they started doing movies together, which kind of sucked. You know, I mean, they weren't as good as they were you no. know, at the beginning. But still, it was cool to see them, to fu- you know, to be back together. How great would it be to see fucking Dom DeLuise and Burt Reynolds be funny? Again? It would have been great, man. It would have been great. I'll tell you what, bad movie, but uh, again, up there with greatest comedic performances I've ever seen. The last movie that Pryor and Wilder did together was called Another You. Was that the one that were blind? No, that's no. Hear No Evil, See No Evil. Okay, yeah. Which is a good flick. I like that movie. That's but, all right, uh, yeah. Another you, Gene Wilder plays a pathological liar that's getting released from this fucking sanitarium. Yeah. Uh, is that what it's called? The mental yeah, hospital? Sure. Whatever. Uh, and, 60 years ago, but yeah. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sanitarium. And, uh, and Richard Pryor plays a con man who's got to do community service. Yeah. Um, and he gets assigned to, to escort Gene Wilder around. And they get roped into this con where these guys are trying to give them money, but it's they're giving them money to con them in some way. Right. And Richard Pryor wants to go for it, but mm-hmm. Gene Wilder's like, dude, I can't do this. I can't lie because all hell's going to break loose. Mm-hmm. And then finally, like 20 minutes in, they do the fucking scene in the restaurant where Gene Wilder finally snaps and starts lying. And it's one of the funniest fucking scenes I've ever seen in a movie. I've never dude. seen that. I got to check the that out. The movie's forgettable, but that scene, Gene Wilder is He's doing all that fucking crazy, you know, when he screams and shit, and he looks yeah. like a lunatic. Yeah. He's doing all that shit, dude. It's so he's, he's fucking, fucking funny. He's fucking man. Gene Wilder, in the producers, that opening scene where he meets Ugh. Zero Mostel, I had an acting teacher do the same thing. We were actually doing a play uh, back in Boston. I was, it was uh, the first time I actually got uh, hired for a legitimate off-Broadway play. Big production. You know, uh, you know, uh, producers and all that shit were involved, and it was Four Dogs and a Bone, which was uh, I think John Patrick Shanley or some shit, the guy who did Moonstruck. Oh yeah. Well, he wrote a play basically about the business, fucking you know, because all the bullshit that happened to him after Moonstruck and after he became famous. Right. He wrote a play, Four Dogs and a Bone. It's basically about a producer who's a fucking scumbag and two actresses who are fucking just twat cunt 
actresses who are fucking after him for you know trying to fuck their way to the top right and him being and I played him who was you know the writer and it's a real funny play but when we're doing it the guy who's the producer was supposed to be crazy and like Zero Mostel that type of producer that energetic you know we gotta get this done you know and he, this guy someone I guess his voice coach had told him he has to stop doing that because his voice and he would come in and he would do the the scenes very calm and the director was like what the fuck do it the way you did it when you auditioned right and he was like i i'm gonna do it i'm gonna be there you just have to let me get there myself as an at my you know i i can't i don't think the character would go i i think the character and he was like fuck you and what you think right this is my play right my money right i'm I and he, he was it the guy that wrote it. No, oh, it was just this was these, we were just doing it. Right, right. It was a remake of you know the play. Yeah, uh, and this guy who wouldn't fu- he do it good, and then the next day fucking go back to his way. Right, over and over. So he brought in the producers and he showed us the scene, and he was, and he showed Zero Mostel going yeah you know you know flipping out in the way he he's like that's what you have to do that a little a, not even a line read. I want you to do what this guy's doing. <laughs> it got to that point, and he didn't. And the fucking thing failed. Oh, and it, it, two weeks into it, it was like fucking over. Because this guy just fucking sucked. That sucks. Oh, it sucks bad, dude. Fucking sucks bad. But um, You know, Gene Wilder said on Inside the Actor Studio, they talked about that scene and the energy between them. Yeah. And how believably like afraid Gene Wilder is. Right. And Gene Wilder said, yeah, he goes, it's because Zero Mostel kept hitting on me off screen. <laughs> he was like making passes at me and it really? was making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> and he's like, so I just brought it all into the scene. <laughs> like that's what I was playing off of. Like this guy wants to have sex with me. <laughs> that's fucking great. <laughs> I didn't, Zero Mostel's a fucking little... Uh, little I mean, you he can't da- be careful. Well, no, I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad, but it's just funny that that would Gene Wilder was his type. That's a that's a definite fetish. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's not the the average gay guy's type. Is yeah. Gene Wilder, you know? Yeah, it's so funny. He's like all the Three Stooges mixed into one <laughs> fucking hair. Um, you know oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, what's crazy. I did a pilot uh, for Comedy that Central. That's crazy. Yeah. It's fucking uh, nuts. You know, some people make mistakes, <laughs> cast me in things. Uh, I did a pilot for Comedy Central years ago that didn't go, uh, obviously, or else you would have known about That's it. That's not crazy. <laughs> uh, uh, but one of the... Uh, you wouldn't be doing this podcast. No. If you had a hit show. Even if it wasn't a hit. You wouldn't be friends with anybody you're friends with now. That's true. That's fucking it's true. true. Absolutely. I'd have my own place. Yep. My owned... Yep. Somewhere. Yeah, all your friends would wear kooky hats and t- skinny jeans. <laughs> right? No, that's not true. Girls with unconditioned hair and fucking hair under their armpits. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, you would. You'd be you'd be you'd be you're dying to be friends with hipsters. No, my friends would just be people that say nice things to me all the time. Yeah. So that you and Burr are out. Er- actually, everybody you Keith know is out. out Everybody's out. <laughs> Everybody. You wouldn't do O and A. 
Uh, yeah, that probably that would probably have to stop. That'd be done. If <laughs> you'd be done, you'd be on NPR. Joe, yeah. uh, what do you? Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Joe, will you explain your process again for another thirty minutes? Well, Absolutely. My, my acting teacher one time said to me, he brought it. You know the movie uh, Deer Hunter? <laughs> yeah. He said, "Stop right there, right there, right there." He. Cried, laughed, and screamed, and and that's when I knew that's what I wanted to be. You that's get into what, the character. Ah, you I get do. into it. I do. Uh, oh shit! I'm sitting on something. Oh, my story. Yes, your story. Sorry, producer. <laughs> one of the producers and creators and writers of the pilot was this kid Max Brooks, right? Who wrote uh, that book World War Z, which is getting turned into a movie now with starring Brad Pitt, which is fucking crazy. Uh, but he was a writer for SNL. His dad was Mel Brooks. He's Mel Brooks, and uh, um, so uh, it's, it's not that crazy that it's getting made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's her What's her name? The, Anne Bancroft. He was the only kid that they had together. Love Anne Bancroft. So uh, the stories, dude, that this kid had. I remember he said to me one. He was, was telling me all these like stories, but not in a braggy way. I would ask him, "What was this like? What was this like?" And he would tell you stories. And he was like, and he just said one day, he goes, yeah, dude, it was kind of fucked up. Like, it was crazy. You know, growing up, like, my Thanksgiving dinner table, it looked, it was like literally the cast from Cannonball Run. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, wow. literally Thanksgiving would be like Burt Reynolds, Dom DeLuise, Charles Nelson, Riley. Wow. <laughs> like, a couple football players, <laughs> you know. Fucking nuts. You know, and he was telling me about Blazing Saddles, how Richard Pryor was supposed to play the guy. He was supposed to play the sheriff, and wouldn't have been as and good. And then he was the writer. What? Wouldn't have been as good. Are you? N- it would have been Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor in Blazing Saddles. Wouldn't have been as good. Oh, dude, that's crazy, man. They didn't cast Richard, him because he was an unknown. Richard Pryor is too much of a presence to play that role. It's too much of a presence to play that role. That guy was just enough. He, he was. He wasn't. Uh, uh, as big as Gene, Gene Wilde, Gene Wilde need to be the guy. That guy was perfect for that role. He wasn't as Richard Pryor would have. He would have been too big for that role, dude. That guy was just subtle enough to to play it. I don't think he would have been good in that. I call. I called nothing. Nothing on that. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if I agree or disagree. So I just wasn't going to okay. voice an opinion for the sake of it. Okay. Um, but I called Max one day because we had to go over shit we were shooting yeah. that Monday. So I called him on a Saturday. And he was out in L.A. Right. He goes, yeah, we're talking. He's like, yeah, I'm flying in tomorrow. And he goes, hey, dude, hold on a second. Let me give you a landline. My cell phone's going to die. I'm like, all right. He gives me this landline. I call it. This guy picks up the phone. Hello? And then Max picks up. And he's like, hello? And then this guy's like, hello? And he's like, dad, I got it. I got it. And he's like, oh, sorry, Maxie. Click. He's like, sorry, dude, I'm at my dad's house. Anyway, listen. So, uh, and I literally uh, had to sit there and be like composed. Right. I just wanted to be like, that was fucking Mel Brooks. And I, you can't. Like, yeah. I just was like, uh huh. That's oh, your dad. Yeah. Right. I deleted the number immediately because <laughs> you didn't want to call. It, I did not want to have that, that even in my head. <laughs> I that, that that was in my phone. Get those numbers <laughs> out. That's like a chick that's too hot to be with. You got to delete her number. Yeah, because you'll call her. God, you'll be you'll call her. You get a hot chick's number that's out of your league. You got to just delete that number and let her call you so you can go. Who's this? Yeah, she goes. It's me. Oh, what's up? 
And she always has to call. I used to delete hot chicks numbers all the time because I'd be like, at three in the morning, what are you thinking about? Are you up? Just wanted you to know I really had fun seeing you the other night. Oh. Some lame text like that. Hey, ha- maybe you want to get a drink sometime? Ugh. Oh, yeah. I had that last week, actually. I did that sh- the shows with Leary and Lenny Clark and Kenny Rogerson. I actually did a podcast with them. And, you know, uh, it, it, just to sidetrack for a second, uh, some some people, you know, because I do podcasts, w- you know, without you sometimes. And it's not because I don't want you on the podcast. I ha- You're on the podcast is whenever I can have you on. But some this podcast, one of the things about it is that, and I made sure that even with this new system, that we I can do it anywhere. I can be anywhere, anytime. And do a podcast with anybody. Right. Uh, and just sometimes you're not around or whatever. But when, you know, when you're around and I, you know, we try to do one at least once a week together here, like similar to this. This is what the podcast really is, is doing this shit and having people come in here. But sometimes I get, I would call them interviews, you know, yeah. where I get to interview these comics that or these people that I don't regularly see. and and uh, that that's why some guy was like, you're easing Joe out of the podcast. It, no, it's not easing Joe uh, out. I like, I like that the fans are revolting, though. It's, plur- it's singular, not plural. Mutiny. It was, it was one guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it's just, um, you know, I just... That's the that's what this podcast is. It isn't a once-a-week thing... Yeah, I got you. ...where we're going to discuss topics. It's whatever the fuck it is. And sometimes they're into... But I got to interview those guys. I was in awe, dude. I was just sitting there letting them talk. Yeah. Because it's these guys are fucking legends. Like, I heard stories, and, I got, and they're telling these stories, and I'm sitting there like, what the fuck? Like, looking at Lenny Clark... And, and Kenny Rogerson and Larry came in halfway through and started yelling at me like, yeah, you fucking have a podcast. You don't invite me on it. It's like, I didn't know you'd want like I didn't want to get a no. <laughs> Jesus. That's uh, awesome, man. It's yeah. awesome when shit like that. happens. Oh, my God. They were, and it was so fucking weird is that they actually I, I you know, they've done so they lived a life that we didn't get to live together. That I didn't get to live with Patrice or Norton or you or Burr or Dane. Yeah, because. You know, we don't do. They did coke and fucking drugs and drank and and they fucking it fucked and partied. They all lived in the same house and every, dude. They would tell me like the cab driver. There was a cab driver. He had a key to the apartment. Yeah. He, you know, all this crazy shit. And then I asked him, you know, do you regret any of it? And they're like, yeah, we do, because we could have. They ruined opportunities. <laughs> they yeah. fucking ruined They fucked up so many opportunities Where they could have been fu- hu- Huge And because of their f- fucked up ways I was just like You know you never hear it No one ever goes Nah it's usually Dude I'd do it all over again Right It was a blast And they're like yeah no, nah, I'd, I'd fucking stop I wouldn't Jeez. have done it Such a wild thing That's so cool man When When I was when I was in college... Oh, God. Did you hear that queef? Yeah, I heard your fucking wet, hot asshole. When I was in college, okay... I love that everything goes back to college for you. Well, it's going to lead up to this, though. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> when I was in college, um, this my friend that I used to get... We used to get really stoned together a lot. And one day, we were waiting to go out to a party, and another guy goes, you guys got to come to my dorm room before the party... 
we're going to listen to Dennis Leary, No Cure for Cancer. And I was like, okay, uh, why? Why? And he's like, you just have to hear. Because I just, I knew who Leary was, you know what I mean? But it was just when that had come out, you know? So I, I just knew he was a comic. I didn't know anything about him. But my friend kept being like, you got to hear it. And I was like, all right, let's listen to it. Dude, that album, we listened to it over and fucking over again. We would laugh our fucking balls off at it. It was one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. And then you flash forward however many, Christ, man, 20, not 20 years, no, 14 years later, whatever it is. uh, We're working, we're being managed by Apostle, which is Leary and Serpico's company. Yeah. And we're working working with Leary on some stuff. And it's like, and... It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And then we're at, and then, so this is, it all comes to a head with, we're at Tribeca. It was when you were out of town. Yeah. It was, and we went to one of the award shows and Leary's there presenting. Right. And me and Billy are standing outside and all of a sudden, bar, DeRosa, bah, get over here. And we look over and it's Leary and we go over and it was the fucking coolest feeling of like just it was it was I hate to say magical, dude. I know that's just so say gay, it. Say but like say it. We're sta- say magical. It was magical. We're standing there. Fans, fans are coming up to Dennis, right? Going, I love. All right, don't let the alarm interrupt the story. This is the fucking. This is it. This is the. Crime. I'm sorry. It's the alarm for the show. Right. That's the new thing on the show that yeah. we we're at an hour. All right. Can I? All right. Go ahead. <laughs> Dickhead. I, it's yeah, it's the right. Joe alarm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the DeRosa hour right. uh, alarm. I know you love that that went off in the middle of my story. <laughs> um, it fucking... But he calls us over and we're standing there laughing with Leary. Yeah. Laughing our balls off at shit. Yeah. Being guys. People are coming up to Leary. Dennis, I love Rescue Me. You know. And I felt like, man, we get to be the guys standing here... I've met famous people before I ever worked in entertainment or anything like that. Right. And they were with people. And I'd always go, huh, who's that guy that gets to talk to that guy? Yeah, you know? yeah. And I was like, I get to, I'm that guy right yeah. now. And I finally got to be like, we started talking about all that shit. Ah, the 80s, everybody's doing blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I finally got to be like, Dennis, dude, no cure for cancer. Holy Christ. I go, the fucking Coke joke. You did where you go. If yeah. You would hang out with people you hated, and you go. If, if Hitler had coke, there would have been Jews in the bathroom with him. Yeah. Like, ah, I like your mustache, you know. <laughs> and me and Burr and him were just laughing so hard. I was like, "My God, dude!" I'm like, "This is so fucking dude. cool, dude." I was off stage. I watched his set, and he's got some jokes, man. I mean, he's fucking got. He still gives it. He still. And the great, greatest part is. Is he's out there, he's got all his bandmates, all the guys in the band he's known for 30 years, all the comics he's known for fucking 30 years, and he brings them on tour, pays everybody great, and then he gives the rest of the money to charity. His comedy is for fuck, he does for charity, and to help his friends out. It's, it's that, fucking man? crazy. And he still goes out there and f- for 45 minutes and just kills it. He's still got the energy. He's out there fucking killing. He told this bear joke about seeing a bear in the, his backyard. Fucking hilarious. I don't give a shit what you say about Larry. Go fuck yourself. He's funny, man. He's funny as shit. Funny, 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 man. His shit's funny, and it's definitely his style. And and Le- Lenny, I love fucking Lenny's. Hel- and the yeah. nicest guy in the business, Kenny Rogerson. It was fucking crazy. I, I was smiling for a week. 
just like a fanboy. But it also was cool to go on stage and hit that gear and switch into killer and go up there and kind of be as professionally right with them. You know, like go up there and just annihilate and be as funny as everybody else on the show. Right. And that was that was a cool moment, too, to sit there with these guys, but then go out there and fucking level the joint. And they're like, well, dude, you're fucking hilarious. It's like, wow, that's fu-. Dennis Leary said I was fucking Lenny Clark was like, dude, kid, you're fucking hilarious. That was like a moment where How fucking cool is that? Man? On, on, it was crazy. It was How fucking cool. Is fucking that? crazy. Um, we got to uh, wrap it up here, but uh, because the Joe D alarm went off. But uh, can you at least say, yeah, the positive thing that you said about the alarm before we got on the podcast today, or is that just you're not even going to mention that? What is that? That you felt that an hour was a good amount of time. Well, here's here's what happens with I did a podcast a couple weeks ago with uh, Ari Shafir. It was a two hour podcast because we just couldn't stop talking. One. I was exhausted. I was tired. And when I get tired, it's probably the best time for me to do a podcast because that's when I'm just just say whatever. Right. And he was stoned out of his fucking tree on pot brownies and pot breath strips. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, we just went on and on. It was a great podcast. And but then, you know, we you know, the so what happens sometimes at the end, not really with me and you. Sometimes me and you kind of talk for an hour or so. And then it's a it's a wrap. Because of our chemistry is fucking great. We just know how to... We're on the same page. Right. But, uh, you know, sometimes at the, around an hour... And it's like comedy. I always say a show, a good show is an hour and a half. That's why when they, they you do a club and the, 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 the MC's doing 20 and the middle is doing 30. It's like, no, fuck you. You're doing 10. He's doing 20. And I'm doing an hour. Because that's, that's what I'm paid to do as a headliner. You should do an hour. Right. And an hour and a half show is perfect. Physically, people can't laugh... For more than an hour and a half, people who do these two, three-hour shows—it's just ridiculous and self-serving, I think. But um, the podcast, nothing. No, it came out. Oh, it's quiet. Ugh, I hope you shit your pants. But I think a podcast. Shit my pants today. A pod. See, this is this is where we go astray. Yeah. All right. Go all right ahead. No, I'm just saying that a podcast, an hour, hour fifteen, is a perfect podcast. Anything over that, an hour and a half to us, has to be split up. Whatever, but you. But I would like to talk about shitting your pants because I've I've almost shit my pants a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. Oh, oh yeah, I almost shit my pants today. Today, yeah, I left the gym. The whole time, by the way, that I'm doing anything with my legs at the gym, I'm like I'm gonna fart at any second, which I wouldn't care about. But I'm working with this trainer for a couple of sessions. Yeah. It's like I don't want to do that in front of him. Uh, it's already <laughs> awkward enough that. Uh, I'm training with a man who's uh, who's a perfect human specimen, <laughs> yeah. and then he massages me at the end of it. No, he doesn't. And you and you just have to. You're lying. I'm not lying. He what? All the trainers there, they massage you at the end of it. Where they stretch at Bally's, they stretch you out after on a table. Yeah, they lay you down. They roll that thing over your back. That what are long. you a fucking eighty uh, five uh, year old Jew from the sixties? They do it to you so you don't cramp up and shit. They stretch you after. Yeah, you know what else you can do? You can also stretch yourself like. A fucking man. He, he does it. I'm not complaining. Yeah, you go. Hey, I got it. I got it. You just lie on your back or on your belly. Both. Oh God. It is awkward every time when he goes flip over because oh. it's like when the Asian girl says it to you in the, in the, in oh. the joint. Uh, Turn over. And you flip over and he. Oh. <laughs> 
fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. You just fucking ugh. Well, anyway. Anyway, what? Ah, oh, you fuck. Do you have the shorts? Where your ball sack can hang I out? I wear these shorts. I wear like cargo shorts. <laughs> you wear cargo shorts? I wear these shorts that I'm wearing right to now. To the gym? Yeah. A heavy canvas? They're cotton. It doesn't fucking matter, dude. All right. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, apparently to you it doesn't matter. You're having a guy... I have a belt on at the gym. No, you don't. Yeah, on the shorts. What kind This of- is what I wore to the gym. This. These you wear shorts. a... That's a fucking navy belt. Yeah. It- all right, go ahead. It's fine. It doesn't prevent anything. No, you just look like a shit dick. I look like a dude in the gym. No, you look like a guy that's never been to the gym. That's fine with me. I don't care. Oh, it's a fucking fact. Let me... Sh- that I'd rather... I want them to look at me and go, he's never been here. So when I'm lifting 20 pounds on the easiest machine, <laughs> they have sympathy. You know, and they're not... If I'm all decked out and I'm doing <laughs> that, they're going to be like, who's this fucking asshole? All right, but you know what? Good point. <laughs> go ahead, good point. Go ahead. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm just about, like, at any minute, I'm going to fucking cut ass. And I left today. I don't know what happened, dude, but I left, and I was walking across the street back to my building, and I was like, holy shit, I'm, I have to shit right now. <laughs> and, like, I ran in, and, of course, it's like it's like a fucking... Like you're trying to do something illegal. <laughs> Everything trips you up. I'm, you know, the super's there. Hey, Joe, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right. All right, go fuck yourself. I got to go. I'm standing at the elevator. The elevator's on G, and, I, and I'm on one, but the light says it's on G. Yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm going, come on, come on, come on, come on. The one floor. I, I'm like, I can't hold it. It skips one, goes all the way up to the penthouse. Then comes back down. And the time it does that, one of my neighbors walks in and starts talking to me. It was the worst, dude. I ran into my apartment. I sat, like, you know, when you, the second you sit, it's like, right. one of those, dude. It was so close. Your ass pukes. It was so close, dude. I had to, when the neighbor got off the elevator, I had to, for the last two floors, I had to pace around in the elevator to take my <laughs> mind off of it. Because I was like, if I look at the floors, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> I had to pace around and talk to myself so I, could, so I wasn't thinking about it. Brutal, uh, dude. Shitting your pants, there is a... It's like... Shitting your pants, is, there is a freedom to it. There is something about it that just frees you up psychologically when you just say fuck it and let the shit come out. It's like sometimes... In what? The, when you go in the rain, it's raining out and everybody's hiding and afraid of the rain. But you go... I've, I've actually said, it's rain. It doesn't hurt, and I just walk through the rain and get soaking wet, and I just let the rain hit me. There's something freeing about that, where you're like, it's just rain. When have you shit your pants like that? I've, I've, I've just shit. Like, I've shit. I know a guy... What? A fr- d- 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 no, no. Fuck the guy you knew. When did you shit your pants like that? Uh, where I- the fuck were you that you were like, I, ha- I don't have an, a bathroom option right now? I shit in a cab once. I just I shit and I let a little sh- I just was like fuck it and I just let it out. Why? Because I wasn't gonna make it, and I didn't want to fucking have that stress and I just shit. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man! No, it, you didn't. Did yeah, you really do that? Yeah, I've shit. I mean, I, I told you I have that joke of Mac where I shit on my wife. But that was accident. That was an accident. Yeah, but I mean, I kind of knew. Um. Yeah, I've shit a couple times. I've shit on the couch here. Like, you know, I just had a bad stomach and I just shit. On the couch in your own house? 
Yeah, but I didn't, it didn't hit the couch. It shit in my pants. And Why wouldn't the, you get up and go to the bathroom, Bob? Well, I just, I guess, I don't know. I just, it's not that I didn't, I, I intentionally, uh, I guess that wouldn't count. I, I've only shit intentionally where I'm like, just fuck it maybe twice in my life. I've shit my pants a lot of times. I said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> you never cease to disgust me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this about you. It's, oh my God, man. Well, it's, not, it's not my thing. I don't <laughs> But I'm just saying there's something freeing psychologically when you're just like, eh, I got a shit. Yeah, I thought the story after that was going to be like, we were in the fucking woods hiking, dude. It was like, that. there was nothing I could do. I don't live in the woods. Not on my, I was on my couch. It didn't want to walk down. I live in a down. concrete jungle, Joe. <laughs> um, all right, we got to wrap this up. I, um, the one thing we have, the donate button. I just want to let people know, you don't have to donate. A couple people have donated. They've gotten the CD, which is Robert Kelly Live, my first album. If you donate, uh, it's you know it helps you know to keep the shit going. Um, you know a lot of stuff that I'm planning on doing, and maybe getting this thing live so that you can listen to it live. Maybe call in. There's a lot of stuff we're trying to do. It all helps towards that. But you know what? This is always going to be free. It's never going to. You never have to fucking pay for a nickel if you don't want to. You just listen to it. It's you can just fucking hit the button. We're never going to charge for this. It's uh, it's <laughs> cut to. Uh, yeah. If you want the episode with Dennis Leary, it's a dollar. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Cut to, uh, no. Yeah. Uh, so there's a donate button on there. Some people email me like, dude, I, I don't have the cash. Don't fucking even gives a shit. The, the ones that did, you're fucking much appreciated. Uh, and the ones that don't, it's much appreciated too. Who gives a shit? Uh, this is the uh, You Know What Dude podcast. Me and Joe DeRosa, my fucking palsy walsy. Oh, boy. Uh the co-host let's call you co-host thank you you know let's like, no no that's nice all right so what's the face why is the eyebrow up because yeah, I, I was saying it like not that i expected you to call me co-host but you know you kept saying third Mike the other day and I, that was more of a like thank you for not calling me third Mike. i appreciate that that's all second Mike. i'm fine with second how about Mike? red Mike? You have the red mic, Bob. Oh. <laughs> well, no, dude. I, I, I fucking... I, uh, I would say co-host. You know, there's, there's a certain chemistry we have, Joe. We both know how to do radio. We both, we both know how to talk shit. Um, and there's other podcasts out there. You know who's got a podcast now? Jay Moore. Yeah, you were saying it's very funny. Very funny. Really I want to check funny. that out. Um, Jay Moore was meant to be on radio. I know he's a fucking movie star and all that shit. But he's meant to gap. He's got the gift to gap. He can yap, dude. And the guy can do voices. He, he, the like, first one he did, I listened to his first podcast. It's with Barry Katz. And uh, it's fucking, he's doing, he's, it's fucking hilarious. But he's, you know, like I'll say it, man. I don't give a fuck what you think about Jay. On the radio, a guy who can do a call in and kill, that's fucking talent. He, you know, and he always, like, sometimes, like, why is everybody so quiet? It's not out of fuck you or, you know, it's because, dude, what are we going to say? What what could I possibly say? Right. You just did three dead-on impressions nonstop for 20 minutes and killing. What am I going to jump in with a fucking one-liner? Yeah, his Colin is... unfucking believable Sick. But, yeah, his podcast is really good. It's actually number one. He went right to the fucking top. Uh, his is good. Uh, you know, and Billy Burr's is fucking uh, yeah. Monday morning podcast is fucking great. Yes. Um, I know I'm supposed to promote Glory Hole Network 
And I look, I do the the great podcasts on Glory Hole, but those those two podcasts are uh, uh, really good that are out there. Uh, check them out. I suggest checking them out. Uh, and that's it, dude. We're headed to Montreal. We're going to try to get a bunch of fucking good podcasts up there. Maybe some controversy. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I look forward to that. And yes, and to the listeners, I will be drunk on those podcasts. Uh, that's what we're <laughs> headed for. I know you're going to be drunk on those podcasts, Joe, but what I want to do one night is this. I want to stay up all day. No naps, no nothing. Come over to your house late night. And uh, do one where I'm exhausted and you're just shit faced. Yeah, let's do it. Of course. Yeah, because I think, I think that that will be a, an ex- we'll call it an experiment. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, that'd I, be fun. I, I, I don't know if we get you drunk while the podcast is going, or we we time it correctly to where you had a few before we start and then it will kick in. I think you should start after the drunk. Start. I think it should start right with, here we are, and he's frying, and I'm tired. <laughs> I think it should start there, and I will gladly drink through the rest of the podcast. <laughs> and, we, and, and in Montreal, we have to do, uh, we have to have Joe and his cock have to show up. We have to get one of those in. We got to get somebody with that. Yeah, we got to get some Serpico. We got to get Serpico. Or Conan. Conan Smith. You know Conan listens all the time. Yeah. Hey. Oh, shit. We, uh, now we blew it. Now, now we, we can't get it. Conan with this. We'll get it with him. We can get them all. Do it we're in the fucking get, hotel we're lobby. We're going to get somebody. No, I'm not doing it in the... Yeah. Really? No. In the lobby? No, Joe. Not really. I was fucking joking. <laughs> Fuck you. No. My I'm friend kidding. did that once. All right. Well, my, he- friend, my best friend's wedding that I grew up with, uh, one of our friends that was in the uh, groom, one of the groomsmen... We went back to the hotel where everybody was staying at the Doubletree Suites. Yeah. And we were trashed. And my friend Pete was like, I'll fucking streak this fucking lobby bar right <laughs> now. And he did it. And he, do we, he almost got, they almost took him to jail, dude. We had to talk the hotel. It was the funniest fucking thing. He went into the bathroom. He's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. You get that elevator down to the ground floor. It was across the lobby. He goes, I'm going to run out naked. Have my clothes waiting for me in the elevator, right? And he goes, I'm going to run on. I'll get in, and, and it'll be good. But they were glass elevators all the way up so you could see. He fucking runs out streaking. The place goes nuts. Everybody's cheering and shit, right? He comes around. Fucking two security guards dart. <laughs> Into the elevator and get into it, and through the glass elevator, you see our friend Pete walk, run into it totally naked with his little fucking button dick, <laughs> and you see the doors close and the fucking elevator go up, and they wouldn't let him put his clothes on. He used to stand there, so that was a little fucking ass. That was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And then they walked him down dressed, and we had to we had to beg the hotel not to call the police, and they didn't. Dude, I had, I had, you know, Bruce Fine. Little midget yeah. comic, yeah, not yeah, a yeah. midget, but he's a small, small guy. Hangs out with the Waynes, good guy. I actually middled for him in Laughlin, Nevada, at the Harris whatever Improv, uh, and we're you know we're in the lobby, and after the show, this smoking hot eighteen year old, nineteen year old blonde with her boyfriend, all over me, all over me, and Bruce Fine. Because she, she went to the show and, and he doesn't give a fuck He's one of those You know Whatever guys Those California Yeah show him your tits But she's like Whipping out her tits And then she goes Show me your cock And I go Show me your fu- I want to see your ass And your box She goes Alright She picks up They wanted to fucking Fuck around too By the way 
they wanted to like he wanted to watch her get banged. Jesus Christ. Okay. She picks up her sundress, perfectly tanned legs, takes her fucking panties down and shows her asshole and her perfect little pussy. Within seconds, nine security guards grab her. And the manager pulls out, you're 86 from the hotel, pack your shit, get the fuck out. To you? To her. Or to her? I was, she wanted me to show my cock. So I was like seconds away of pulling my putt out. I don't know if I would have done it. Oh, you would have been fucked. Dude, my fucking Dawn was coming up that day to visit me. She was spending like the last two days with me up there. If I had pulled my dick out, if I, I don't know if I would have done it. I don't know if I wouldn't have. I'm not saying, but if I had, if she got away with that and then she's like, now show me your dick and I pulled my cock out just, and I got 80, imagine if I got 86 from the hotel and the gig, I'd be fucked so many ways. She would have showed up and I'd be like, I, we got to go. Jesus Christ, dude. Oh, my God. Thank God I didn't. They fucking Jesus tossed her out. Christ. Her friend had the flu in the bed. They tossed her out, too. Oh, they tossed the... The sick girl out. They went up to the hotel, had to pack How everything. How mad was she? She was bullshit. And then in Laughlin, Nevada, too. She was like, sir, she was begging, crying. And uh, they were like, if you don't fucking leave now, we're calling Metro. You're going to Vegas, spending the weekend in jail there. It's Friday. You'll be there till Monday. They had to go up, pack their shit, and leave. Oh, my God, man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. What happened to Vegas? Uh, what? What happened to Vegas? You used to be able to do shit like that out there. This was Laughlin. Not in Laughlin. Well, how, I mean, it was close to Vegas. No, were... it's close, but not close. It's a totally different vibe. Oh, all right. Totally different vibe. But anyways, we're on a 120. We got to go. Uh, that's another episode of You Know What Do Podcast. Me and Joe DeRosa. Joe, uh, at Joe DeRosa Comedy on Twitter. And he's got, uh, you got anything else, dude, besides Twitter? Uh, yeah, you know, Joe DeRosa Comedy on Facebook, JoeDeRosaComedy.com. Uh, All right, that's enough. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, the usual his shit. His phone number is 917. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, his address is uh, right. 5. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, all the uh, responses on Twitter and Facebook. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes. Uh, spread the fucking word and leave her a nice review. Uh, the ones I've been reading are fantastic. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thanks again for listening to another episode of You Know What Dude podcast on GloryHoleRadio.com. And make sure to check out all the other shows on the Glory Hole Network. If you're using the Stitcher app, type in the word fart when you register iTunes users, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. If you're a real fan of the show and you want to show your support, go to gloryholeradio.com slash Robert Kelly and hit the donate button. $10 will get you a shout out on the air. $20 will get you my first CD, Robert Kelly Live, not available in stores. If you have any questions, email me at robertkelly at gloryholeradio.com.